Everyone, welcome back to Triple Babble Podcast, where we talk about all things NFL. We talk about fantasy football. We talk about matchup and analysis, sports betting content, as well as our beloved Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm Trev, uh, your host, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Hefe uh, and uh, TP, the playmaker. Hefe, how you doing? And I'm doing good, good, good. It's, it's Friday. Uh, we're getting this done early for this week. Uh, I'm just ready to go, ready to go, go, go. How y'all doing? I'm doing all right, man. Um, you know, it's NFL. It's week nine. You know, this week is, you know, this season is really moving. Um, but it is what it is. You know, we got another week to cap. We got another week to talk about what's going on out there. Um, TP, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing all right. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. It's been a, it's been a pretty um, solemn couple of days. We lost one of our own, um, 28 years old. Young takeoff from the Migos, um, Quavo's nephew. He was in Houston, Texas, um, a couple of days ago. Seemed to be a, a um, dispute over a dice game. Things got a little heated. Next thing you know, instead of getting a scuffle like they used to, you know, guns came into play, and a young man lost his life. So, you know, if it's okay with everybody, I think we should have a moment of silence for young takeoff. But yeah, um, aside from that, everything is all right. Everything is okay. Um, some interesting games last night, interesting activities. Um, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia was pretty active last night, I will say. One team won, the other team did not. So I don't I don't think I don't think this is the podcast that's gonna discuss the team that did not win. But you know, Pefe, I'll let you discuss a little bit on these, these Eagles who just cannot seem to lose a game. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's very unfortunate. I mean, Davis Mills' first, you know, first drive, he came down, he got the TD. I texted the chat. I said, let's go, Texans. I was hyped. I was like, let's go. He's going to finally get another win against another franchise. But but now he's he's just what? what he's 3-16-1 against the league. Like – Davis, like, just Texans, get them out of there. Do something different. I mean, unfortunately, we got to deal with these eight, eight, no Eagles. But you know, I was actually talking to an Eagles fan earlier about this, and and he's not happy with this record. He says he doesn't believe they've beaten anybody really. So I was happy to hear that from a real Eagles fan. So that made me happy to hear that somebody actually believes this team isn't who who they really are. Uh, Trev, how you feel? I got to disagree with that last point. They have beaten somebody. They've beaten the Dallas Cowboys, who are somebodies to me, hopefully to you all and our viewers that um and uh, listeners that pay attention to us. Um, That's a little joke. But, you know, we had a backup quarterback. So maybe if we had our QB1, it would have been a little bit of a different game. Um, What else do I have to say about this one? First time the Philadelphia Eagles have won in the state of Texas in about four or five years. Um, because the Texans are out of conference and they play the Cowboys twice a year. So <laughs> they haven't won in that state in a long time. Um, the Eagles look good. They looked as, you know, good as described. Um, they played, uh, they played a full game, which was, um, something that 
people have uh, made comments about in the second half of games. They kind of take their foot off the gas, tie game at halftime, and they, um, you know, they just executed. They did what they had to. And, um, you know, they just kept scoring. They never really let up. Um, the Texans, what can I say good about them? Um, <laughs> the running back, the rookie running back, he looked he looked good. He didn't score, but, I mean, he looked really good on the ground against a Eagles run defense that, um, you know, is, uh, is pretty good all around against the run in the past. So, I mean, that was impressive. The kid looked amazing, uh, Damian Pierce. Um, but that's really all I got about the Texans, man. Eagles are in form, um, and they're just going to keep dominating. Uh, coming off the bye week, they look they look good, like they didn't miss a step. Yeah, uh, Trev, the, hold on, hold on, TP, real quick. The reason I say they haven't beaten anybody yet is because they only beat half of us. We didn't have a full half, so technically they haven't beaten anybody yet. But TP, my fault. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I mean, I'm, I, I personally am not going to disrespect the Eagles at this point. Not, you know, because of my affiliations to Philadelphia now. <laughs> I mean, they, they do what they're supposed to do. Granted, they did. They did look like there was a chink in their armor last night against this Texans team. They kept the game pretty close. And they kind of looked like they were going to struggle a little bit. But, I mean, when, when the Eagles needed to put the game away, they, they knew what needed to be done. Again, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown still have this disconnection that does not seem to falter or break. I mean, what is there to be said about the Eagles? Uh, Fletcher Cox did get hurt a little bit. Well, he's hurt for a little bit, but then he came back a couple plays later. So nothing really for the Eagles to worry about. Um, I don't know if we really saw much of Robert Quinn last night, if any, if any at all. I was, you know, watching both games at the same time. But I don't know. The Philadelphia Eagles, they do, they do what they needed to do. Um, I was looking at their schedule. I don't really see any losses on their schedule coming up anytime soon, except for maybe us. I think we discussed that on Thursday, but – you know, just to repeat, you know, this Philadelphia Eagles team look like they, unless they sit their starters for like the last game of the season, um, they very well could go undefeated if they can get past us. So, I don't know. Philadelphia, they're, they're kind of scary. I don't know if they're going to make it out of the NFC. But for right now, at least in the regular season, they look they look pretty unbeatable. Unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, forget those Eagles, man. Let's let's get on to some real talk. Let's go on to some Sunday. Sunday fun day. You understand? Let's get into these 1 o'clock games, fellas. We got the 4-3 and three Chargers against the 4-4 four and four Falcons. The battle of the Oregon alumni. Oh, yes, sir. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. In the last five seasons, the Chargers are three and two against the spread and two and three straight up off the bye week. Uh, let's see. Atlanta right now, respectively, leads their division and looks to continue to build off the overtime win they had last week against the Panthers. And and Justin Herbert also, though, man, coming off the bye, he doesn't do so well. He's one and one straight up. He's also lost every game before a bye week as well. He's 0-3 straight up right before a bye. So I don't know where his head's at before these bye games, after these bye games, but we'll see if he can get it together this week. TP, you want to roll me in with some stats on this? I mean, just hearing the fact that you're saying the first place on the Falcons is kind of disgusting to me. But then again, it's the NFC South. And, you know, it, it's it's better than saying that Tom Brady's leading the NFC South. So, you know, and what we're looking at, they're taking on a beat-up Los Angeles Chargers team who's going to be missing their star receivers, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, you know, being one-on-one 
what did you say, after a buy? Was it after or before a buy, you said? I mean, uh, he's, he's one and one straight up. Oh, straight up, okay. So, I mean, you know, he's going to be short of some options to throw, to throw to, but, I mean, he still has Austin Eckler, who is still a leading back, you know, catching out of the backfield. And he has Gerald Everett. And, um, but we do have some good news for Atlanta. Cordell Patterson may be returning from IR finally, which is going to be good. Um, I'm sure the running back room will be opening him or will be welcoming him with open arms. And, you know, despite the, the Falcons missing A.J. Terrell, I do expect Atlanta to try to dictate this game from the defense side of the ball. I am looking for Grady Jarrett to put his hands and get his hands involved in this game with four and a half sacks. Um, I'm looking for them to apply pressure on Justin Herbert. You know, he doesn't he's not going to have a lot of targets to really throw the ball to. So he might be holding on to the ball a little bit longer than usual. And you maybe have Jalen, maybe have Jalen spy on Eckler. And then maybe Arnold, I don't know how to pronounce this name, E.B. Techie, I want to say. Maybe, you know, have them spy Austin Eckler out of the backfield. And I think that Atlanta can actually come out on top in this with this game. So I'm, I'm picking Atlanta to win this game. Okay, so you're going to take the Atlanta plus three. Uh, let's see. Trev, how, how, how are we feeling? You got any props for us, any fantasy talk, any ideas on this game for us? Yeah, I got a few ideas. And it's – don't bet against the Falcons right now, especially while they're dogs. Um, yeah, this is interesting. They're playing at home, and they're three-point underdogs. I understand there's some concerns about some of their skill players. Uh, you mentioned Cordell Patterson potentially returning from IR. The other running back that they've uh, been deploying the past few weeks, he's been good. You know, he's been he's been scoring. He's been getting the touches. Um, this Atlanta team is really um, – Hefe, you said it first. You know, the first place uh, – <laughs> Atlanta Falcons in this division, they, they've been interesting. And when they've been dogs, with the exception of the game against Cincinnati, they've pretty much covered their games. I mean, this Chargers team is beat the hell up right now. They are not playing um, – I won't say they're not playing good football, but they um, they have just not had their guys um, that they expected to be with at this point in the season. I do think that that is something people are overlooking. Um, they're looking at Justin Herbert. They hear Austin Eckler, and they just think that this particular – you know, team is just going to dominate. Um, they're on the road across the country, making a cross-country trip, coming off a bye week. Um, that concerns me. I would absolutely not be looking towards um, L.A., have to look towards the Falcons plus the three, um, hoping that they'll probably, um, you know, win this particular game. Um, that's the only way I can see it. Um, props for this game, uh, Austin Eckler would be the key player. Uh, currently, FanDuel does not have Austin Eckler's um, any receiving props for this particular game. Um Austin Eckler has been able to pretty much ramp up, um, do whatever he wants to against defenses. But the concern is that sometimes, um, even against a preferred matchup, he won't um, get all the rushing yards you're expecting to get. You know, sometimes um, he does, sometimes he doesn't. But the receiving game is where he gets it. So um, if I were someone betting this game, I would be looking at Austin Eckler um, over his receptions and um, over whatever prop is set for his um, receiving yards. For running back, I mean – I would think that it'd be set somewhere between 50 and 60 yards. Um, I expect him to get, you know, probably over 70 yards as he's done, um, as he did prior to the bye week. Um, like I said, FanDuel just actually have his props listed at the moment. But Austin Eckler, the only player I could look at right now, um, that's it. <laughs> and I like the Falcons plus the three to, uh, to cover. Uh, fantasy is pretty straightforward. You start Austin Eckler, Kyle Pitts is um, – you know, he's your option. Start him. There's a lot of buys going on, but uh, that's all I've got right now. Okay. 
Okay, so y'all two are riding with the Falcons. I'm gonna have to roll with y'all. We gonna go with the Falcons. I'll roll with the Falcons. So let's let's get that plus three in. Let's let's see that money come in. Let's get right into the next one. We got the uh, next one o'clock game: the five and three Dolphins against the three and five Bears. Tua enters this matchup undefeated on the season, fellas, and he looks to continue that dominance in Chicago this week. This week, also win or lose, this Bears team can make history, and I mean some crazy history. They can become the first team since 1976 and only the second team ever to rush for at least 225 yards in four straight games. Now, I don't think the Bears are going to win at all by any means. But if they do that, that's an amazing feat. TP, throw me in with some more stats, though. Yeah, I mean, the Bears have pretty much established their identity. They're, they're a run-first team. And, you know, Justin Fields, for what it's worth, he, you know, he's a solid quarterback. He's getting better week after week. Put up 29 against the Cowboys. So, you know, our, our past defense, you know, this will be, you know, this will be pride ourselves on, even though the running backs kind of did a lot of damage as well. Justin Fields did a lot of damage on the, um, you know, with his feet. But the Bears also added Chase Claypool, you know, also trading away Robert Quinn and Roke, um, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. So I do think that the Bears lost all in all with the trade deadline, but they did get better, I guess, offensively. Because, you know, you have, you have Chase Claypool alongside Darnell Moody. I'm sorry, Mooney. I don't know why I said Moody. I'm kind of moody after today's day. But <laughs> <laughs> Darnell Mooney, um, Chase Claypool. I mean, Justin Justin Fields has, has another target that he can, you know, potentially get better. However, this Dolphins team, they immediately got better with the trade de- at the trade deadline with their acquisitions of Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson Jr. You know, Mike McDaniel, we mentioned this on Thursday, Mike McDaniel knows Jeff Wilson Jr. and vice versa. So I have a feeling that Jeff Wilson is going to get acclimated in this offense really quickly. And Bradley Chubb, he I think he's going to be a star for this team. Um, you know, the Bears are getting better week by week, but I don't th- I, I just don't think that I don't think they have enough firepower to take out this this Dolphins team that now has two of back and you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, these guys, they're 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 gonna get active. The Chicago team, they're not gonna be able to keep up. I mean, the Dolphins offense is probably better than the Cowboys offense for what it for what it's worth. And we put up 49. So Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. They got the spread currently sitting at four and a half on FanDuel, and I'm I'm gonna have to take that. I mean, that that sounds like easy money. It sounds like T P you 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 feeling the same way. Trev, how are you feeling though? What, yeah, I like I like I like the Dolphins here. The concern, of course, is the way the Chicago team is actually currently playing in terms of running the football. They're running the football at a record rate right now, which is amazing. Uh, They added a receiver in Chase Claypool, like you mentioned. And my concern is that this defense does not travel well. Um, The last 20 games uh, that the Miami Dolphins have played, they have a record of 10 and 10 um, on the road. So, you know, they're splitting that 50-50, not accounting for the spread because, you know, there's been several different quarterbacks and rotation um, injuries, things like that. But it's important because, you know, they aren't um, necessarily a road team. They play really great at home. But um, at this price, I mean, I like minus four and a half. I could see how Chicago might um, definitely keep this game competitive. But I think in the end, I do believe that Chicago is a team that's not looking to win too many games this year. They're just playing freely. Um, they, you know, pretty much said as much when they traded Roquan Smith away. Um, as well as um, Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they're just looking to uh, just take them, you know, just just play the game, just uh, watch how Justin Fields develops. So I do like Miami here. Um, I do think it's not a lot of points, but it's one of those uh, 
opportunities where it might be a live betting opportunity. I think Chicago could definitely surprise a few folks and score early, um, particularly on the ground. And that might be an opportunity to take Miami um, for sure. So I'm, I'm riding with Miami. I definitely think it might be a little bit tight, but um, I think Miami pulled out the victory uh, at the end of the day. Um, fantasy, uh, start Justin Fields. Like I said, this Miami defense does not travel well. They play so much better at home. I understand they have a new addition on the defense, but I would say Justin Fields, just because he has so much upside running um, the football, he did a number on Dallas's defense last week um, in terms of rushing. And um, at certain spots, he looked pretty good throwing the football as well. So I definitely think, um, you know, with buys and injuries going on, Justin Fields will definitely be a guy to start. Uh, Raheem Mostert is still the guy, at least for this week, um, unless he had a setback with an injury. Jeff Wilson, I think, will probably step in and take a few snaps for sure. I mean, he'll get anywhere between, um, I would think, between four and, you know, like eight to ten touches. Uh, but I think this is Raheem Mostert's uh, backfield to lose. Um, I really do believe Jeff Wilson is more so as a complimentary piece. Uh, Chase Edmonds was not working out there. They need someone that can uh, spell him when uh, when necessary. Uh, so I'd look to start Mostert, uh, of course, start Tua and his uh, skill players. Uh, I would probably chase Claypool on the bench for now. I don't know too much information on whether or not he's suiting up or if he's going to be on a limited um, snap count. I would expect that he is and, you know, just running a limited number of uh of routes as it's acclimated to this uh to this team and this playbook. But uh that's what I got. Uh no particular plays on the total. I lean towards the over. Uh, Miami allows a lot more points when they play on the road. Chicago's past couple games have actually gone over. Um so uh that's that's the direction I lean. Um I think there could be definitely some points scored in this particular matchup. Okay. There we have it. Uh TP real quick before I before I move on. I just want to hear from you. We locking in the Dolphins for you? Minus four and a half? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Moving right on. We got the two and six Panthers at the four and four Bengals. Now, the Bengals, they return home after another crushing loss to the Browns. Can Burrow pick up these pieces? And without his star receiver, that'll be interesting. The Panthers, on the other hand, they're coming off an emotional loss last week against the divisional foes, Atlanta Falcons. Can P.J. Walker pick up this team and get it done in Cincy? I don't know. The Panthers, man, they're 0-3 on the road this season. It's not looking pretty for them. Right now, the spread is currently sitting at minus 7 for the Bengals. That's a lot of points. TP, I'm going to need some stats to make this pick. So, I mean, if if we're, if we're going to be serious, the – the Carolina Panthers bearing a, a bad penalty call, more or less. Carolina could be alongside everybody else in the NFC South as the first place team in the NFC South. So, um, I mean, PJ Walker, I don't want to say he's been disappointing. He's definitely been better than uh, that other guy who I started off this whole thing with saying he was going to be the playmaker of the week. I will not say his name. I haven't said his name in weeks, but um, <laughs> Carolina, realistically, they've traded, they've traded away key pieces on offense. Um, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, as we know. Um, but, I mean, they're still kind of functioning. I mean, they functioned last week. But defensively, they're giving up close to 370 yards of offense with about 240 coming in the air. And on the other side of the field, Cincinnati will be missing two pivotal pieces to stop their air assault. Cheeto Awuzie will be out for the remainder of the year with a torn ACL. And Mike Hilton suffered a finger to – I mean, an injury to his finger last week. So, he will be sidelined. But, I mean, Joey Burrow, even though he's going to be missing Jamar Chase, he's going to have – T. Higgins, T. 
Tyler Boyd and good old Joe Mix to set the tone. Um, I'm not necessarily off on PJ Walker having a decent game, you know, with those missing pieces with Cincinnati. Um, especially given that Cincinnati will be starting rookie corners with Jalen Davis and Cam Taylor Britt. Um, so look for those matchups. Look for PJ Walker to try to attack those with DJ Moore. But I do think Cincinnati wins this game here. I think it's just a level of maturity that Carolina doesn't have, that Cincinnati will have, and they'll just be able to win one of these gritty games despite missing key pieces on defense. Okay. Uh, Trev, sounds like TP's not ready to take his minus seven or plus seven yet. He might need some help real quick. Let's see. Let's get some fantasy talk. But maybe maybe you can help us out make a pick. I'm, not, I'm going to Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati. Oh, oh you, you take oh, a minus he? seven. Okay. okay. He's locking it in. Well, Trev, right, help me locking, out. He's locking it in. Help All right. Me. I'll, help hey, you. I'll help you out. Help me. So seven, seven is a lot of points, but I do like to take a team coming off a loss, especially to a divisional rival, um, playing at home. Um, it, it's just a spot that you want to smash. Uh, Cincinnati is a really good team when they uh, particularly lose and don't cover. Um, and when they come back and they um, are laying points, I definitely like to take them. Seven is a lot of points. Uh, right now on FanDuel, I think um, the odds are like minus 115. So there's definitely some um, money that has been put on that Bengals uh, minus seven. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets up to uh, seven and a half, um, pushing towards eight by uh, Sunday morning. But that's 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 a lot of points. Um, key point, uh, they're missing the star receiver. But uh, I would have to – I, I want to stay off this game. I'm going to stay off on, on the side. I want to stay out there on the side. Um, I definitely look for skill position players for both teams to do pretty well. DJ Moore in particular, as well as um, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Uh, Carolina uh, has a pretty decent defense. Their corners are, are decent. Uh, I think Corn, uh, the cornerback they drafted a couple of years ago, um, he's pretty good. Uh, Cincinnati has a really strong defense as well. This total is sitting at 42 and a half. I think this is a total that we could uh, definitely see an under on. Um, I think that it'll be difficult for Carolina to put up a lot of points. And uh, Cincinnati, I do think that they will put up the points. But Carolina doesn't have a weak defense. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady struggle against this defense. Um, you know, um, it's it's just not a walk on the park, so to speak. So I'd be careful with laying the points here. Um, but I would look for uh, under in this particular matchup. Um, fantasy, of course, start those skill position players. Um, particularly DJ Moore, I'd look towards um, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Joe Mixon has not had a super exciting campaign so far this year. He gets a lot of touches, but he doesn't do too much with them. Um, I hope that he gets start, starts to get involved in the passing game a little bit more just because um, I think that's how it, in PPR leads he can especially get you points. But, yeah, he has not been delivering. He touches a lot, but his uh, he does not have a good yards per carry uh, currently. So he's not really doing too much in fantasy. I think he's one of those guys you might want to trade for um, as the Bengals make a late season push just to, you know, win games and start to improve their record. But that's all I got for this matchup, guys. Okay. Well, you know, just to be a knucklehead, I'm going to say Panthers plus seven, just to be, just to be a knucklehead real quick. Uh, but let's, 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 let's get it right into the next one. We got the three and five Packers against the one and six Lions. Now the Packers, man, they're losers of four straight, and they travel right to Detroit who are losers of five straight. So someone's got to get in the win column this week, right? I mean, that, that's that got to happen, I, I think. 
But, you know, Aaron Rodgers in the last three seasons, man, he's 5-1 and one straight up against the Lions. Right now, the spread's sitting at minus 3.5 for, for the Packers. But they're 0-5 in Detroit against the spread their last five games. Whew. I don't know if I could take that. TP, roll me in some stats. Convince me. There's no way Detroit makes this game competitive at all. It's the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. Because Green Bay has been struggling. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. And if Detroit plays the cards right, they might be able to sneak this game from Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling to find any sort of number one receiver. And he's going to be missing Randall Cobb this week for a third straight game. Um, I mean, maybe Lazard gets active. But, I mean, realistically, he's not Devontae Adams. I know that listeners are tired of hearing me say that. But, I mean, we can see the disconnect in Aaron Rodgers' face every week he goes out there on those shrooms instead of those perks. We need Perk Rodgers back. That's what that's what Green Bay sounds like they need. They need Perk Rodgers. But, realistically, there's another side to the offense. And Detroit has given about 155 yards on the ground. So, I think you should check for Aaron Jones. Um, watch that matchup against that Detroit defense. He ranks fifth in the NFL in rushing. And A.J. Dillon, that, that's it. That's a two, it's a two-headed beast that Detroit may have an issue. Um, and the Packers have dropped 30-plus 30, 30 points on the Lions in the four, four straight meetings. Um, their offense has struggled a little bit. But I think it's time for Green Bay to at least pop out a little bit, pop their heads out of the turtle shell. You know, snag on them. You know, snag a little bit of piece of che- or little piece of cheese. Get your grub on, grub on this Lions team. I like, I like, I like Green Bay, but I don't really see Green Bay winning too many more games after this. Okay, so you 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 rocking with that three and a half? I am rocking with Green Bay here. All right, Trev, how you feeling? You you taking that three and a half too, or are you, we we taking that plus? I can't yeah. trust myself to lay points with Green Bay. Um, how they played. I think that the spread is set like this because, you know, Detroit just lost last week. Um, and I think people think, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers and, you know, they can beat them, all that stuff. I mean, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not playing defense. You know, he's only playing offense. The offense hasn't been clicking, but he hasn't been playing so horribly that, um, you know, it's all on him. But in saying that, you know, it's not a side that I can take. This might be a live betting opportunity. Um, Detroit is very, very good on offense. If nothing else, extremely good on offense. They're great at running the ball. They also have a two-headed beast uh, with Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's been banged up a little bit. He's been active in these games. But if you look at the touches, I mean, it's all Jamal Williams. Um, Jamal Williams, former Green Bay Packer. You know, maybe this is a little revenge game, revenge narrative going on here. But – um, I, I do like the other side of the ball, um, uh, running it as well. Aaron, Joy- Aaron Jones, particularly, um, I do think that the other running back can get involved, but th- this is tough to call. I mean, this could, game could really start off where Detroit just um, finds their way into the end zone quickly, and then you're looking at the spread where it's like, oh, wow, will Green Bay you know, come back? Um, I think they will, but this is the game where Green Bay, uh, I think it's a must-win game if they want to stay alive in this division, if they want to get back into, um, you know, just, just the conversation about even making the playoffs. I really think this is the opportunity to do that. Um, Aaron Rodgers has not been um, at this point in his career, and uh, I don't think ever or um, only like one time or so. Um, so it, it's a difficult place. It's a must-win game, so I do think that they win, but um, I, I just don't want to start to side. I lean Green Bay. I do lean them just because they're in a critical 
must-win spot. This is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. Um, they may get a little help from, um, you know, the refs at some point in the game. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Detroit uh, also ended up covering. So I lean uh, Green Bay. I like the running backs, particularly Jamal Williams. Uh, DeAndre Swift has been banged up. Uh, recently, some staffers actually came out and mentioned that um, they expect more from DeAndre Swift. Um, so anytime that you have a a coach, um, someone on the staff saying that, uh, is to me, it looks like that player is kind of um, BSing a little bit, you know, or it's just like, or they're, uh, they're not giving it their all. You know, everyone gets hurt in the NFL. You know, no one's not hurt. And so um, it, it seems like it's one of those things going on. So that's never a good sign, particularly for that person, that player. So if you got DeAndre Swift in fantasy, um, I would probably start Jamal Williams over him. Now, DeAndre just scored a touchdown last week, but was a receiving touchdown, um, little slant route or whatever um, in the red zone. So it's not something that, um, you know, he caught the touchdown. That's excellent. But it's um, if he did not catch that touchdown, I mean, he's only hovering like, you know, 10 points or so. So if you got someone else that's a little bit more trustworthy, he's getting a lot more touches, especially, um, you know, rushing the ball. That sort of thing I'd look to start them. Um, yeah, gotta start Aaron Jones. I mean, this dude, I think he's gonna have a, a really, really good game. I mean, he's definitely a top um top five play, um, the way Detroit's defense plays. So I like him to score a touchdown anytime. Um currently his props are set at um minus one ninety five for him to score a touchdown at any point in time. That's um it's pretty juice right there. Um I love Amarase Brown, um, great player, um second-year wide receiver who is a wide receiver one in, in fantasy, in my eyes, and in the NFL in general. So I'd like to start him as well. Um, I think he can take advantage of this uh, this matchup here. So that's what I've got. I can't lay anything on the sides. It's just too – anything can happen here. I do think Green Bay finds a way to win, being that they're in a must-win situation. I think Detroit understands that they are not winning this year, but they have improved quite a bit. Um, I think they will just um, – uh, shop for a quarterback in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, no play on the total. I definitely lean the over um, the way these offenses – well, the way Detroit's offense plays, and I think Green Bay will be looking to score um, a lot of points as well um, going against this weak Detroit defense. So that's what I got for you guys. Detroit and Green Bay got you charged up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I I honestly, I think this is going to be a nice little field goal finish. I'm taking Detroit plus three and a half. But, you know, that's just me. Moving yeah, right I can't along. call it. Me. Cannot call that one. That's that's a good call, though. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, let's let, – yeah, and let's get into the next one. We got the 3-4-1 Colts versus the 4-4 four and four Patriots. The Colts, man, loses a two straight and the New England with Sam Elinger at QB as he looks to find his first road win, this and this is his first road game. So he's trying to do it all in one, all in one right here. Mac Jones and the Patriots, though, they're coming off a strong division win against the Jets last week. But just last season, Mac Jones, man, he was hot, red hot. I'm talking winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Then a bye week came. Then they played the Colts, and they lost just last season. Is this Mac Jones' revenge game? Spread right now is currently sitting at five and a half. Right now, personally me, I'm taking that five and a half. Colts, TP, roll me in with some stats, though. 
I mean, if we're if we're gonna be honest, I when I was first looking at this, I saw Colts Patriots. I literally in my brain it said, "Oh, we got Brady, we got Manning." This matchup is definitely gonna be a preview of the. Wait, 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 wait. I've got the wrong Colts and I've got the wrong Patriots. We have Sam Ellinger versus Mac Jones. That's gonna be the tail of the tape. And quite honestly, that wouldn't even be an undercard on the Jake Paul fight. So. I don't know what we have here. I mean, both teams have trouble holding on to the ball. They're both leading the league with 16 turnovers. That's never a good look, especially for a Bill Belichick coach team. However, the other side of that, that this Patriots team is a Bill Belichick coach team, which means that Sam Ellinger is going to be seeing a bunch of different schemes that he is probably not used to, and they're going to try to find a way to force turnovers up north. Um, the, Colts will, the Colts will also be without my wasted number one pick, in fantasy football, my money league, Jonathan Taylor, and they've just traded away Naheem Hines to the Naheem Hines to the Buffalo Bills. But in the small spots that Deion John Deion Jackson has played, he's actually scored a lot of points in fantasy. Um, he's done well, so uh, you know I I wouldn't be surprised if he has a decent game. However, I'm looking at this being a coaching matchup, and if I'm if I'm if I'm going to pick any coach versus a new coach with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. So I am picking the Patriots off the strength of Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick alone. Okay. Trev, you got any fantasy talk for us? Any, 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 anything you want to tell us about at home? Yeah, I, I got a few things. So <laughs> I lean the Patriots here. Bill Belichick, uh, Sam Ellinger, I believe he's a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick has uh, absolute dominance against rookie quarterbacks uh, playing against him, particularly at home. Um, dating back to last year, I mean, he has over a dozen wins over um, rookie quarterbacks, especially when the Patriots are playing at home. There's no way I can look to the other side of it. Um, TP mentioned, you know, Jonathan Taylor is going to be sitting out this game, you know, and what do they do well? And um, or what are they supposed to do well in Indianapolis? They're supposed to run the football. That's really what they do well. But I don't think that. Well, I'll say this: Jonathan Taylor had not been playing well. Now that can be attributed to injuries and you know just several different things. For all we know, um, they could you know I think the backup. Um, I forget his name, but um, he's you know uh, waiver wire pickup right now in fantasy. I mean, he, he could play well behind this, but I don't think that Belichick is worried about Sam Ellinger. I think that uh, you're right on the point. Uh, TP sent a lot of schemes at him, things that he has not really seen before. So I definitely think that um, I lean the Patriots. Uh, I think this is a good game for Mac Jones to kind of get right, build his confidence up more, um, just following that win that he got um, against the Jets. I do believe that this game might be a little bit closer than what we think kind of going into the second half. And then I expect a full-on uh, Patriots blowout at that point in time. Um, it's kind of similar to how the Jets game went last week. Uh, Zach Wilson, although he's not a rookie, um, you know, I, I think Belichick is just going to, you know, put up a pretty good game plan. He's going to run the football when he needs to. There's no way I can really look at this besides, uh, you know, Patriots. Uh, five and a half is a lot to lay. But, I mean, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, uh, especially when they're playing at home, is pretty good. Now, the Patriots have not been great at covering the spread this season so far, um, but I do think, you know, there are definitely certain spots where teams will just manage to do it. So um, I'm definitely leaning towards the Pats, um, this particular matchup. Um, no play on the total. Fantasy, Ramondre Stevenson. That's it. <laughs> Starting if you doubt him. 
Yeah, let's let's go, Bill Belichick. Welcome back. Welcome back, good old Bill. Yeah, it may it may it makes me nervous to be honest. But um, another piece is that I do believe that this uh, uh Frank Reich, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. He's definitely on the hot seat. His seat is on fire. You know, there might be lava in his seat right now. I definitely think he's going to be one of the next coaches to get fired in the NFL. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is probably right behind him. But um, just the fact that, you know, you've got a lame duck coach who, you know, um, I don't think he's coached for his job at this point. I think he's just, you know, uh, just getting his guys out there. Jonathan Taylor said now, you know, it's, it's an uninspiring season. Anytime you sit a future uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, um, who, you know, who's had his games, who's had, you know, places he's played well. I mean, you already see the direction this team is going. Um, Bill Belichick, Patriots, their team, they're looking towards the playoffs. So, I mean, it, it, it's just a buy-on opportunity for the Patriots at this point um, in the season against a Colts team that is uh, struggling and they don't even know who they want to play at the quarterback position. Um, the coach is definitely getting fired before the end of the season. So, I got to roll with New England here. Back him up. Pack them up, pack watch, pack watch. All right, let's get right into the next one. We got my favorite quarterback and my hopeful MVP pick for this year. That's correct. We got Josh Allen, the six and one Bills, at the five and three Jets. Now, Buffalo travels to the Jets in search of their first division win this season, where the Jets look to rebound after a divisional loss to the Patriots last week. Since entering the league, though, Josh Allen is 5-1 and one straight up against the Jets, missing only two matchups. However, this will be the second meeting between these two QBs, as Wilson was only available for the Week 18 27-10 loss in Buffalo last season. So with that, with that said, we got a, a big college spread here again. This is one of two college spreads this week. We got minus 11 and a half. And the Bills win in New York by 12. You know what? I think so. But before I fully lock this in, TP, roll me in with some stats. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Surprisingly, five and three. Um, They've won four out of their last five, losing a nail-biting fashion last week to the Patriots. Not nail-biting, but, you know, close game. I mean, they've been playing solid brand of football running. I mean, Zach Wilson, the last one, he wasn't really too involved. But, I mean, for what it was, Zach Wilson has played his part. Um, I mean, the Bills, they're playing against the Bills, the best team in the NFL. What can we do about that? CJ Mosley and Quinn Williams, they have to imprint their – they have to have their imprint on this game as if they were Team Jacob. And they have to make sure that the Bills are feeling what they're bringing when they're rushing against – um. Josh Allen, because if they do not, Stephon Diggs is going to get very busy, and you do not want to see Stephon Diggs getting busy. Um, unfortunately, the Jets are going to be without Corey Davis this week, so their offense will be a little bit shorthanded. And as we know, Brees Hall is going to be out for the season, more or less. Um, Elijah Moore, I don't know if any of you, if you two have um, saw what Elijah Moore said. Um, he was asked about the chemistry between he and Zach Wilson, and he just openly said, "I don't know." That he didn't know. He couldn't tell you. He doesn't get. I the don't. Ball. I don't, he don't get the ball. So <laughs> that's my. Hey, look, that's my cousin. He called me. I don't know. I was like, neither do I. I don't know. Exactly, Hefe. You know, I if I'm not getting the ball, how can I talk about my chemistry? There's there's nothing there. There's, there's nothing, nothing to talk there about to experiment on. There's no questions. 
no independent or dependent variables. Well, I guess dependent, you know, not getting the ball. Chemistry is dependent on that. So, and I mean, what, what is it really to say about the Bills? They're firing at all cylinders. Um, I don't really expect them to stray. I don't see the Jets really imposing their will, even though I mentioned briefly about how C.J. Mosley and Quentin Williams have to be on their um, werewolf twilight. They have to imprint on this game. But realistically, Hefe, I'm siding with you. I think the Bills blow the Jets out. Um, I'm not saying that the Jets are going to derail after this game because the the Bills are just the, the best team in the NFL, realistically. Like, what what can you do when you're going against a team like that unless you're Kansas City, right? You just – you're just imposed upon. So, I'm, I'm taking the Bills here with the points. <laughs> All right, Trev, you got any any props, any fantasy talk, any, anything that you can convince me otherwise to take that plus 12? I mean, I'm sorry, plus 11 and a half? Yeah, I lean the plus 11 and a half here. They're division rivals. New York hasn't played terrible. Uh, they only lost to New England by, what was it, 17-21, like only by you know, a few points. Um, they're playing at home uh, versus playing on – no, this was flipped. If this is Buffalo at home, I, I'd probably lean Buffalo more so. They tend to blow teams out when they play at home. I, I lean New York. I, I think there's a lot of points to lay, um, although I do think the Bills will win probably by, you know, like, eight points or something like that, seven, eight points. You know, this is a lot of points to lay um, by teams that, you know, are going to have to play each other twice um, in a year. I think this is, uh, you know, just a spot where, uh, you know, they're coming off a bye. I think I think there's opportunity here. I really do think there's opportunity. Um, one of the biggest things that's changed for New York is the run game. Um, the rookie running back was injured. Um, he was looking excellent this campaign so far. So they've gotten James Robinson since then. They're relying on Michael Carter. Um, I do think that takes away from their offense a little bit. You know, um, Zach Wilson isn't, you know, falling out like crazy. But, you know, he's doing he's doing good. He's doing what he needs to do. Um, I lean the plus 11 and a half. I believe that this was up to minus 12 or 13 a few days ago. So it looks like some sharp money started to come in on New York. I just think that's too many points. Um, at the original spread at 13, I do think that that – something I would have probably locked in. Unfortunately, I didn't, you know, get that. But, you know, I think that was an excellent play right there. So it's come down a little bit. I just think this is way too many points for a divisional um, divisional matchup, um, in my opinion. Uh, no particular play on the on the sides. Uh, that fantasy, you know, we're starting Josh Allen. It's not even a question. Um, but I guess some deep dives would probably be like Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary, uh, this might be an opportunity, especially this team is up in the second half. They want to get him going. Um, get him more involved. They traded for Naeem Himes recently. Um, I don't expect him to have a huge um, output in this game. Um, but if you know Naeem Himes coming from Indianapolis, he's particularly a uh, a uh, pass catcher running back. So um, I definitely think that this organization, the Buffalo Bills, wants that their team, the quarterback, to focus on kind of throwing these short intermediate routes, um, you know, get the running backs involved so he doesn't have to, you know, go out there and take hits. Um, it's a good way to dump the ball off. You know, Josh Allen's not the type to really do that. So, um, you know, they're able to find someone that he can, you know, potentially do that with. But I lean Bills to win the game. But, you know, I definitely um, uh, lean uh, the New York Jets right now, plus the 11 and a half. So I'll go, I'll go official with that one. It's just a lot of points to lay for a divisional rival. Um, anything can happen, though, so – but yeah, I lean uh, New York, JTS, Jets. Okay, well, we'll see what happens there. Let's let's get into the next 
1 p.m. game. We got, hold on, the red hot. I had to put my glasses on for this one because they so hot. I mean, they red hot right now, winning five straight. Now they travel to Landover with that. The Commanders, surprisingly, surprisingly, winners of three straight. They brought their record back to 500. Oof, what's going on there? And now Kirk Cousins finally gets to return to the place that drafted him. Then they turned around. They, 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 they went ahead. They, they tried to give him a couple couple dollars here and there for a year, another year, and then they wouldn't pay him. And then they just they did him dirty. They let him go. And now he's back for revenge. He's looking to end the commander's winning ways. TP, you got any stats for me here? Well, based off what you said, Minnesota winning the five straight, Minnesota does like that. Washington, I guess they didn't like it so much. And despite talk swirling in D.C. about Bezos and Jay-Z coming together to acquire the commanders, they quietly have. You know, they've they rang off three straight and have – They've come in cardiac fashion with Mr. Heineke. I think I think um I think I'm gonna start calling them the cardiac commanders. It sounds a lot better than you know putting your left hand up if you're a commander, but I guess if you're experiencing some sort of heart pain like they have since Daniel Snyder has taken over this franchise, you probably would want to put your left hand up so your heart can get a little bit of room. Um but Minnesota is six and one coming into Washington. Um, Kirk Cousins spent his first his first six seasons there. Some memories fond, others not so much. But you know, Minnesota here, they're looking into the future. Um, Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell did speak highly of Carson Wentz's replacement, Taylor Heineke, this week, saying he's incredibly smart and scrappy. Smart, I don't know. I don't know if we've seen the image of him throwing up that ball with his eyes closed, just hoping that um, what's the young boy's name? I can't think of his name now. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Um. You know, he was hoping that he was up there. But some good news for the commanders that Chase Young is back. He's coming back into practice after being out for so years, some change. Um, he brings a, he brings a special energy to the front seven. And they did trade Will Jab, Will Jackson to the Steelers, but I don't think that should shake up their defense too much. Minnesota has also added TJ Hawkinson. I don't know if he's gonna be too acclimated to the offense right away. But I mean, I, I think Minnesota will be able to take out this Washington team. Despite you know they're they're being on a three game win streak, I think Minnesota is just too much for this Minnesota. Team, I mean for this Washington team, but I think Washington will be making some plays later on down the season if they can get healthy at the right time. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to see the field again. Taylor Heineke has this team looking a bit different, and their run game is getting a little bit stronger with Brian Robinson getting a couple more touches and Antonio Gibson kind of not putting the ball on the ground anymore. So Washington looks better than what they did in the beginning of the season. But I pick well, – I'm, I'm going to Minnesota this, this week. Yeah, and, you know, TP, speaking of Taylor, you know, let me not forget, Taylor. This Vikings team, they took you undrafted, and they gave up on you after a year. So I know you out here seeking revenge too, but you're not going to get it. I'm locking in that minus three Vikings. Trev, to you, man. You got some props, some, some fantasy talk for me. A anything on this game you like? I've been thinking about this one for, you know, two days now, to be honest with you, both. And I was leaning towards the commanders at first. And just when I, you know, did my numbers, I'm just like, man, I just don't see how they stop Justin Jefferson. I just don't see it. It's just like, uh, 
And it's not it's not like Kirk Cousins is so much better than, you know, what Washington has from Taylor Heineke. But I just don't see how this defense stops anybody, to be honest with you. I mean, they allowed the Colts to, you know, kind of march up and down the field. Um, yes, they won in dramatic fashion at the end. But this offense is so explosive for Minnesota. Um, they are a much better home team. They play really good at home. I don't – if you're laying the three and a half, you're almost expecting, you know, a win or – um or, or at least some, you know, last-minute shenanigans or something like that. So I I, I got to go with uh, Minnesota right here. It's not a position that, you know, I, I like to do, um, you know, lay, lay up points with uh, the team on the road. Um, and Washington's look good. They look really, really good the past few weeks with um, with Heineke playing, just how that team is, is going. A um, little bit of luck at the end, you know, it's just um, everything has to align um, at the end of that game uh, last week against the Colts. But – I, I, I got to go with Minnesota, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I changed my opinion from earlier in the week. I don't see how they stop Justin Jefferson. I think um, he's just going to break the game open at some point. They'll probably be leading by you know seven or eight points, and, and that'll probably be what the final score ends up being. Um, I think Washington will, will play hard, uh, stay competitive. Um, hopefully Brian Robinson starts to get a little bit more involved. Um, this past week he didn't really do too much on the ground, so I uh, hope to see a rebound from him um, soon. But, yeah. McLaurin, Jefferson, Cook, those are your guys. Um, no particular prop bets for them, but um, I just like them this week. Okay, so it looks like we all sticking with the red hot Vikings. They look to continue their dominance and get to a sixth straight win against the Commanders. Well, let's get right into the last 1 p.m. game. We have the 2-5 and five Raiders against the 2-6 and six Jags. Man, the Raiders, whew, all that talent. They are coming off an embarrassing loss against the Saints where they couldn't even get a field goal. I mean, they couldn't even get in the field goal range, all that talent on the team. And let's, let us not forget, the team they're playing, Jacksonville, they're losers of five straight themselves. So they're also searching for answers everywhere. But the Raiders... They're on the road, and they're 0-4 this season on the road. So, I don't know. This 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 matchup is, is very interesting. TP, you, you got any stats for me? It's, it's, this, this is really hard for me to decipher where to go in this matchup. We got right the, – the books got the Raiders minus 2.5, but they're 0-4 on the road this season. I mean, and then on top of that, typically the Chargers – I'm sorry, but typically the Jags, they would get the week off because they're coming off a London game. Last time they did this, they lost in overtime to the Jets, 23-20. to I'm, Do you see that happening here, TP? Roll me in with some stats, man. Help me out. I mean, just to, just to preface this conversation, I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm not really sure who is to blame in Las Vegas. I mean, because realistically, coming into the season, on paper, you would assume at the very least – they would be making a play for the wild for one of the wild card spots in the AFC. Because I mean, I, I would assume that Kansas City would have just won the division or win the division, which I still do think Kansas City will win this division. But I mean, scoring a whopping zero points last week, Las Vegas really is not is not really showing us much of anything. Now, do I think that they're going to score zero or they're going to lay an egg this week? Not necessarily, but I do think Jacksonville will be coming to play. You know, coming back from. Overseas, I think they're going to be ready to play this week. Travis Etienne seems to be ready to take on the, the, the responsibility as the prime ball carrier. I mean, he's ranked sixth 
in the NFL with 571 yards, and he's only started three games in total, I believe. But, I mean, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, and he is fourth with 676 yards. Um, the Jags are a pretty competitive team. They've played some close games, obviously not winning many. But I do think that they are going to recover this week, and they're going to get over the hump, and despite the star power that Las Vegas does have, I mean, Las Vegas is 0-4 in the way games. Jacksonville's 1-3. and 1-3 over 0-4. Um, I'm not going to go with the Gamblers. I know that there was a script somehow set up for Las Vegas earlier in the season, but I'm going to go against the script. I'm picking against the script if there is one, and I think that Jacksonville wins this game. I'm going with Jacksonville. It's an interesting take, TP. Very interesting. Trevor, you got any fantasy talk, any – any prop bets, any anything to sway my mind one way or another here? Because I'm just – I'm lost in the sauce, man. <laughs> well, I may not be able to predict a winner for you here um, in particular, but let me take, let me give you some things. So, we all saw what happened against the Saints last week, so that was a pretty ugly um, shutout loss in New Orleans. So, um, I do expect Vegas to score some points. Uh, definitely, they're going to score some points. No one thought they would score no points, so – Expect some points here. Um, their offense is averaging about like six yards per play um, versus uh, what I have here. Defenses, they give up, you know, um, about six yards per play. So I have like 5.9 versus 5.8. Um, the Raiders defense allows 25 and a half points per game on the road versus offenses that allow um, about 22 points per game. I'll get to my point in a second. Uh, Jacksonville returns from London, like you mentioned. Uh, with another last-minute loss, so the offense will play much better um, in this particular matchup. And the offense is averaging um, about 5.9 yards per, uh, per play at home versus defenses that give up 5.6 yards per play, which applies to uh, Jacksonville here. Jacksonville, uh, their defense has given up 78 total points, which is 26 points per game over their last three games. So what am I trying to get to here? Uh, the total is set at 48 points. I do think the total um, goes over this. I'm, I'm, I, I feel pretty strong about this particular play. Um, it's low because of um, how the Raiders uh, played football last week. They didn't do too much of it or they didn't do it very well. Um, this is like, I'll just say I feel very strongly about it, <laughs> um, that particular matchup. So um, I'm leaning towards the over. Um Currently, FanDuel has that set at, let's see, uh, 47 and a half. So um, I said 48. Um, that was the number I put down, but 47 and a half is still um, a number I like as well. So, um, yeah, I like Vegas, Jacksonville, over 48 points. Um, expect some offense here um, because there wasn't too much of it last week for for Vegas. Um yeah, that's what I'm leaning to. I think I think they will go out of their way to make sure they put themselves in scoring situations, being that they got blanketed um last week. No play on the um on the sides though. Um Travis Etienne, like you mentioned, TP, absolute baller. Um he's looking really good. Now that James Robinson has left, he's getting involved in the passing game as well as of course the rushing game. He's racking up um hundred yards and I think the last two um two matches where he got um all the touches. So He's looking really good. Devontae Adams, look for him to snap back. Of course, um, not taking any particular props. Um, I do need Daniel Carlson to um, to kick some some field goals. I really need that to happen. I mean, he got me zero points in fantasy last week. So uh, something's got to give. But that's that's all I got for that matchup. 
Yeah, I, I think the Raiders might get back on track this week. They, they should be able to pick this one up, get their first road win. Uh, uh, the Jags, they don't play that great at home. The Raiders, they just got too much firepower. Uh, you know, after some thought, I, I will I will say the Raiders will win this week. So, you know, but let's get into those 4 o'clock games, fellas. We have the 5-3 and three Seattle Seahawks against the 3-5 and five Cardinals. And Geno, man. Geno's been playing real well this year. He's surprising everybody. He now he travels to Arizona and looks to continue his winning ways against the same team uh, that's uh, that he started this three-game winning streak with. Seattle has won three of the past four matchups against the Cardinals and have won six of the last ten straight up. Also, since entering the league in 2018, that guy Kyler Murray playing on the Cardinals in the month of November. He's only one in five straight up. And and I think we all know why. I think we all know what comes out in November. But I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. TP, throw me in with some stats. Excuse me. Quick, quick question. Before or not question, <laughs> Before I get into this, um, we, we apparently needed to pray for this school, West Toronto Prep. They are down 96-0 at halftime to IMG. IMG, the same guys that beat up on those adults at Bishop Sycamore. Yes. IMG is no joke. They're up 96 to 0 against West Toronto Prep. That school needs to be disbanded, at least that football program. However, back to regularly scheduled programming. Um, the Seattle Seahawks playing through Kenneth Walker and Geno Smith has not been a bad recipe for this team. Geno's not turning the ball over, and that is the key to playing winning football. Um, now they did beat the Cardinals the first, the first, but now we have a little bit of a change in what's going on here. Um, my pick for playmaker of the week is now returned from suspension, DeAndre Hopkins, and that's going to make for an interesting matchup. The rookie corner Tariq Woolen or Woolen Woolen. Um, I know, I know that um, Call of Duty has come out. And I've said my things about Kyler Murray. I've made my points. But this week, it's a divisional matchup. I think Kyler Murray is going to actually put the controller down. He's going to try to make a little bit of traction in the NFC West divisional um, divisional race. However, I do feel, even though Seattle has the first place right now, I do think San Francisco is going to lock that up, especially with some of the trades that they've made towards the deadline. Um, the Cardinals' defense is ranked 30th in scoring, and the Seahawks are scoring about the same as the Cardinals are giving up at 26.3 points per game. But DeAndre Hopkins is back in his lineup. I don't think that this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, Arizona is definitely going to put up a better fight than they did last last go-around on October 16th. And as much as my gut always tells me to pick Geno, you know, you don't write off Geno, I got to write him off this week. I think I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins, playmaker of the week, and I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals. TP, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still stuck on the fact that you said a team is up 96-0 to zero at half. I didn't hear anything you said after that. But what I will say is whoever took that over in that game, you did the right thing, guy. You did it right. Because yikes. To zero. Same guy. But, sick. That is sick. But, Trev, 
we we on some NFL talk. We talking about Seattle. We talking about the Cardinals. Throw me in with some prop bets, man. Man, have I got one for you? So you know how I felt about that last play. Um, you know between Vegas and Jacksonville, I've got another strong indication for this matchup right here. So uh, we're talking about D Hop. You know DeAndre Hopkins here on FanDuel. His current props is set at um, eighty four and a half right now for his receiving yards. Nothing's easy. Nothing is guaranteed. But this is a play that um, I would recommend. Hitting the over on DeAndre Hopkins over 84 and a half receiving yards. Um, since his return, he has done nothing but catch balls and balls and um, and, and get over 100 yards receiving. Like, he has been Kyler Murray's guy. Um, they needed him, especially since uh, Hollywood Brown um, suffered his injury. Um, the Cardinals' offense had been, you know, pretty stagnant, uh, not really moving. So you get a guy like this who hands, you know, or, or like stick him, you know, and Kyler's looking for him early and often, playing against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL, if not the worst. I mean, I guess I could see an avenue that he doesn't reach this, and that would be maybe if he gets injured. Um, one thing I really like that this coaching staff has put out is that they have started to move him around in the formation. A little bit more, um, DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, primarily has, you know, been like the ex receiver. Um, and, you know, um, this particular staff has been talking a lot about how they've been moving him all around the formation. So I think that is excellent. I think that that is something that um, just bodes well for him. Um, even in games where he hasn't really taken off, like um, in the first, you know, quarter, second quarter, whatever, like that first half, really, um, he's always come on strong in the second half. And that's just the way this, um, this Cardinals offense particularly plays. Um, they're not a first half team at all. They're more of a second half team, and that's really kind of when they let things uh, they let things kind of get more loose a little bit. So um, they're looking to throw the ball here early and often, especially against this defense. So um, my play here, my key play, would be uh, DeAndre Hopkins over eighty four and a half uh, receiving yards. Um, I sort of winner in this matchup. I can't look at it either way. I could see an avenue where. Um, either team wins. Either team has a really good game. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that this is a game, particularly on the offensive side of the ball for the Cardinals, that goes through um, D-Hop. So that's what I got here. Um, nothing else to add. Seattle money line. Why right. not? Why not? That's all I'm going to say. So let's get right into the second and final 4 p.m. game. We have the three and four Rams against the three and five Bucks. And yes, y'all at home heard that correct. Both these teams are very much under 500. They are both losers of three of their last four. Tampa is three straight losses in. And uh, since joining the Bucks, Tom Brady has uh, had, had to play these guys a lot every year. All, uh, all three of these matchups against the Rams, uh, two in the regular season. Week 11, uh, 2020 in Tampa, he lost 27 to 24. He also lost 34 to uh, 34 to 24. Let's see. TP, roll me in with some stats. Well, we have two very big disappointments. We have the Rams and the Bucks. Bucks losing four out of the last five, and the Rams have dropped three out of the last five. 
uh, what the Bucks will be without, or who the Bucks will be about, will be without Antoine Winfield Jr. So I'm thinking that maybe Cooper, KK Cup, and Stafford can exploit this matchup this week. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Please don't look. I'm not saying anything disrespectful or anything. It was just a joke, guys. Please. Don't censor us. Don't censor us. Please don't censor us. There's, there's other people, there's other larger people at play that are causing chaos, all right? We're, I'm a very humble man. It's just a joke. <laughs> we spread We spread love. That's that's it. I don't want to be like Diddy and them because it's kind of like the Diddy spreading. I don't know. I'm joking. It was a joke again. I'm sorry. Um, let me just get back. Tom Brady and this Bucks Bucks team, they've really been struggling to score. Um, despite only allowing 19 points a game. So you would assume that the Bucks would be better on paper, but they just can't get the ball in the end zone. Um, the Rams are giving up 22 points, but they only score about 17. Um, this feels like it could be a low scoring drug out affair. Um, unfortunately, well, actually it is fortunate, and I've been waiting for this day for a very long time. It looks like it's time for Brady to hang it up. And he has only one interception this year. But I feel like Jalen Ramsey is, is going to get a little bit energetic. And he's going to get an interception here. It's going to change the landscape of the game for the Rams. And I'm picking Los Angeles to win this game against the Bucks. Trev, how are you feeling about this, man? This is, a stay away. this is a stay away from game for me. I mean, both of these teams are – I've been in position this year where they are heavy favorites, and they just do not cover these large spreads at all. At all. Not even close. Um you look at um, L.A. against uh, Atlanta earlier in the season. I think they were 10-point favorites. Uh, we're dominating them throughout the game, just absolutely crushing them. I think they were up by like 20-some points. Um, Atlanta comes back and, uh, you know, almost wins the game. But, you know, uh, they covered that 10-point spread. Um, you look at Tampa Bay. They had a uh, large uh, spread. They were laying against Carolina, who everyone thought that they could beat up against in the division. Um and they couldn't do it. Uh, same thing with Pittsburgh. They just couldn't do it. Large spread. Couldn't, couldn't get it done. Actually lost both games um, outright. Um, I can't take either side on this. It'll be interesting to see who wins. This is a revenge matchup from the playoffs this past year um, where Brady and the Bucks uh, were playing um, to see who goes to the Super Bowl. And um, I think that was a Super Bowl matchup, but I believe so, um, or at least to the championship game. Either way, it was a game that kind of came down to one of the last uh, few possessions of the game. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. Um, so I do think there's extra motivation on Brady's part to win this matchup. If I were to look at anyone, I'd look at the Bucs. Um, the Rams are just an utter disappointment this year. Um, I do think Jalen Ramsey uh, would love to get an interception from Tom. He hasn't looked like himself this year. I don't know if it's injury-related. I don't know if it's just, you know, how the Rams' season is going overall. I understand um, – you know, you know, they're not doing well. So maybe that can impact, you know, just the motivation factor. But the Bucks are the only way I'd, I'd want to look at it. I'm not betting this game to stay away from the game for me. I do agree with uh, what you talked about with the under. I lean towards the under. But this is not a particular game I want to touch. Cooper Cup is banged up. Uh, Leonard Fournette has not looked like Leonard Fournette. Um, he's looked good at certain areas, uh, certain um you know, parts of the game, but that's really, he's in the receiving game a little bit. He's scoring touchdowns. So, you know, that's where he looked good, but he has not looked, um, you know, particularly sharp in the rushing department, you know, racking with a bunch of rushing yards. He did against Dallas in week one. Um, he's had a few other spots where he's looked okay, but overall, um, I just hope he catches the football um, and gets into the end zone. But yeah, I, I can't really, um, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. With Cooper Cup hurt, I do think that that will impact how Stafford plays. Um, particularly how bad he's hurt. I think, you know, he's definitely um, 
You know, he got banged up last week when he was in the game during garbage time. So just poor personnel decisions overall. I mean, I I don't like um I don't like how either team has been playing. But if I gotta go one side, I definitely gonna go I lean the Bucks, but no official play for me. Okay. So can't bet against Brady, huh? I feel you. Well, let's get into some prime time. Sunday night football. The matchup of the five twos. The five two Titans against the five two Chiefs. You got the team that that I mean at the beginning of this season, man, they lost two straight games. And like I like I've been saying, I thought they were the tanking Titans. Oh, tanking Titans. That that that's that was my ringer for them all year long. But then they did they did the unthinkable. They've ripped off five straight and now they look to go into Kansas City and get their sixth straight straight win of the season. Now, since Mahomes has taken over the helm, this team is four and three against the spread and seven and zero oh, straight up after a bye week. But he's 0-2 in the regular season against the Titans. Titans have also won five of the last six meetings against the Chiefs. Can the Titans get this one done? Can they end Mahomes' perfect 7-0 streak after a bye week and start a start a season 6-2 for the third for the uh for the third time in three straight seasons? And this one is another college spread. I believe it was uh let me see. We got this one at 12 and minus a half. 12 and a half. I'm going to have to take the Titans here. That this is just way too many points. I know Mahomes is coming off a bye. I know he's 7 and 0. But this is just a lot of points for a team that's ripped off five straight games. And even if they lose, I just can't see it being by this many points. Maybe 10. But you know, they could prove me wrong. TP, roll me in with some stats. Prove me wrong. Well, I know you had mentioned that the Titans have won five out of the last six. But, I mean, the the one win that the Kansas City Chiefs won was the important one because that was the AFC Championship win that led to you know Super Bowl visit for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Derrick Henry true. coming off a 200-yard production or 200-yard game. Um, but he's going up against he's going up against a Kansas City defense, rest defense that is third in the NFL. Um, Ryan Tannehill may be coming back this week. He's hoping to come back. I don't know because you know, Kansas City. I mean, not Kansas City, Tennessee. They won five straight. So you know, if it if it's not broke, you know, we don't have to fix it. But I mean, Ryan Tannehill, for what it's worth, is the more experienced quarterback. Can't be upset about that. Darius Tony is finally healthy after. You know, getting to Kansas City, I don't know if he was faking the injury to get out of playing in New York, even in New York, for what it's worth. They're not a bad team. I believe they're six and two. Um, but this this is a game for the Chiefs to lose. If they you know, if the Chiefs are gonna lose, they're gonna give this game away. I don't really see Tennessee doing too much. They have thirty second ranked offense. Um, Tennessee doesn't really have what it takes to take on a high powered offense like this, at least. Not in a prime time situation. When the game matters, I feel like Kansas City rises up to the occasion. This is a game that matters. You know, it's it's for AFC seeding. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes, not necessarily to blow this team out, but I do think that the Chiefs are going to do what needs to be done in order to beat this Tennessee Titans team. However, if I'm going to, you know, fan duel it up, I do have the app now, so don't worry. Where well, I mean, we mentioned it last time, but you know, I'm just looking at some things. Looking at some things. 
I do think Tennessee will cover the spread here. But I'm, I'm picking Kansas City to win, but Tennessee covers this spread for sure. All right, Trev, you, you going to roll with us? You going to take the, this college plus 12 spread? Or you going you gonna to ride with the Chiefs? How you feeling? No, I'm not going to ride with the uh, Titans. I'm not going to ride with them. I'm not going to ride with you guys this time. So I want to oh. give you – I want to share some things. All right. So uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, minus 12 and a half, currently on FanDuel um, at minus 110. College spread. A lot of points. A lot of points to lay. Uh, and the Chiefs are playing at home. So let me just read some of my notes. So Tennessee, uh, they've won five straight games. You know, uh, they're five and two. Um, teams they've beaten, the Colts twice, Commanders, the Raiders, and Texans. What do these teams have in common? None of them have winning records. And, they're and the Commanders are four and four, so they don't technically have a winning or a losing record, but – uh, they recently made some changes, um, you know, at the quarterback position. And um, they did win last week, um, you know, very close. <laughs> that was a really, really, really close game. It, it could have gone the other way. They could have been a losing team here for the purpose of this analysis. Um, so offense averages about 17.3 points per game on the road versus defenses that allow 20.3 points per game. The Titans defense is only allowing 5.9 yards per play versus offenses that average uh, 5.6 yards per play. Kansas City comes in off of their bye, rested. Um, they lost their last home game, which is a prime time game. Um, so I do think there will be a concerted effort uh, to win in front of their home crowd. Um, and the offense is averaging uh, 31.9 points per game versus defense that give up uh, just 21.3 points per game. Um, the Chiefs also allowed 92 rushing yards per game versus offenses that average 101.8 rushing yards per game. Um, so where does it all leave me? Like I said, um, I'm fading the Titans here, picking the Chiefs. Um, Ryan Tannehill is questionable to play. Last week they said that he was out um, due to illness, and I think there's like an injury concern or something like that. I don't buy the illness as much as I buy, um, you know, the injury. I think that's just like an added tag to, you know, He's not playing, and you know we want to, we want to see what we got in in, in the kid, um, kid being Malik Willis. Um, he didn't look particularly great last week in the outing, but they were able to uh, you know win the game, of course. But no matter who they start, I don't think that they will be able to truly drum up a lot of uh, offense from the quarterback um, in this particular matchup. I do think you got to look at Henry on the ground, um, just see what he's going to do. I do uh, still like him. I like him against anybody, so I'm starting him in fantasy. Um, so that doesn't really matter too much to me. But I do think the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a um, a big effort spot, a big motivation spot. Um, I think it's one of those games where the Titans might score on their first drive or something like that, but the Chiefs are going to steamroll them. Um, they're looking to win, looking to win big. They're playing at home. Um, this is a prime time game. Um, and they're laying a lot of points. I think a lot of people public money will be on the Titans. Um, just because of so many points. They looked good last week. Um, and we don't know who's starting right now. I think by the time that that's announced, the line could probably shift a little bit, but probably not too much. Um, this is a lot of points, so people might want to stay off of it. But I'm gonna roll with Kansas City here. Um, while they're playing at home. So that's what I got for you guys. And of course for fantasy, um, start the guys. She know are gonna. <laughs> 
know are going to be playing. I know Kansas City has some guys who go off for like three touchdowns sometimes, but um, unless you're just in a dire spot, I wouldn't try it. <laughs> um, they're not a team I want to do that with. So, but that's what I got: Kansas City minus the twelve and a half. Big, big spread, but I'm willing to take it. Okay, well, let's get into the other primetime game we got for everybody. Monday night football. We got the five and three Ravens against the three and five Saints. Lamar Jackson, he is three and two straight up on Monday night football, while Andy Dalton is a cool two and six. He was two and five with the Bengals and unfortunately 0 and one with our Cowboys. He just couldn't get it done. <laughs> what a piece of garbage. Anyways, before Dalton's exit from the Bengals, his QBs got to meet twice with Lamar winning both of those matchups. Then that next season, Dalton would, would enter in as Dallas's backup and, you know, of course, lose. Now he's 0-3 against Lamar. Congratulations, Andy Dalton. You've, you've done a great job. You're doing great. Now, fourth matchup, Andy Dalton's fourth team. Now he's looking for his first win. The Saints are coming in after a cool, cool shutout win last week at home against Against um, I'm sorry, my brain just went 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 lost. But uh, they they shut a team out Vegas. last week. The Raiders. The Raiders. My mind just went blank there. Thank you guys. The Raiders. Like, they, they just, just like the out scoreboard. I couldn't. Just like yeah, I, my mind Every, went blank like the scoreboard. Everything was zero. Like, my, look, I pulled a, I pulled a uh, Raiders. Every everything they they stood for last week. My whole mind just went blank. That's why I couldn't think of them. But now. Let's see what let's see what these Saints can do. They they trying to they trying to get to get to their winning ways. But you know, the spread, man, for me, I feel like it's a little generous. Two and a half for the Ravens. I might hammer that one. TP, give me a reason not to. Roll me in with some stats. I mean, the Saints are one game out of first place, yet they're two from five hundred. But I mean, here we are. Once again, we have to talk about another NFC or just, just a, a Southern team that I just loathe. But on a lighter side, it's lighter for some people, not for me. I guess it's lighter for Trev. The Ravens did get better with Roquan Smith. And the Ravens did the same. I mean, the Ravens did the Saints a favor by beating the Bucks last week. So, I mean, who's to say? I mean, the Ravens, are they're feeling generous, but they're also riding on a high right now. Unfortunately, they will be without they will be without the receiver Rashad Bateman, but Lamar Jackson still has a couple targets, and Lamar Jackson is good on his feet as well as with his arms, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews both will be at his. Is Mark point. Andrews playing? Is he is he going to play? Uh, from what I saw, he shouldn't be playing. I can check really quickly. Um, but he should be playing. I didn't see any any issues on the injury report. Let's let's look it out. Let's look it out. Let's look it up. So right now he's listed as he's playing right now on my fantasy team. I don't think they ruled him, but I know he's – They he's haven't like ruled him out up. officially yet. He's questionable as of right now. Yeah, no, I don't I don't I mean, see anything on the injury report just to but, – But I will say this. He hasn't done much recent, as of late. So, I, Mark Andrews, come on, man. What, well, what are you it's, doing? It's, you know, maybe, maybe Lamar finds him this week. You know, maybe Lamar finds him this week. I, I think so. Um, I'm I'm picking this AFC North against this weak NFC South opponent. Um, nothing against these guys, but I just I just hate the South, and I mean I really dislike Baltimore. 
but Baltimore has has the better team if we're if we're just gonna be honest. I heard I heard you say a little bit about Andy Dalton. That wasn't very nice. Andy Dalton is familiar with this Ravens team, but it's it's just not gonna be enough. It's not gonna be enough, especially without Mike Thomas. It's just not a lot. Well, I've had Mike Thomas all year. <laughs> I know. Uh, with the toe injury, I saw it interesting. Um, there was a gif, not a gif, a meme. Somebody had a picture of Brian Roberts shot returned in X amount of games. Mike Thomas toe out for the season. It's kind of crazy, but <laughs> got to make light with some of the, make light of some of these situations. But now I'm picking the Ravens here. I'm picking the Ravens here. All right, uh, Trev, will you complete this prime time per, uh, trifecta here? Uh, absolutely. You know I'm going with I'm going with B more the Ravens. You know. The other bird team, got to go with them. Um, yeah, there was no reason I wasn't going to pick against them. I mean, this spread is interesting, being at two and a half. I think that has more to do with what happened to shut out last week than anything. Um, I don't think the Raiders are just any good, honestly. Um, they should have put up points, though. They definitely should have put up points, uh, at least field goal. But, yeah, I got to go with them. I think Lamar is still potentially in the race for MVP. Um, if he puts up another good performance, particularly in prime time, I think he puts his name back in that number two spot behind Josh Allen. Um, yeah, Mark Andrews is questionable. Um, their rookie tight end, uh, likely, Isaiah Likely. If Mark Andrews does not go, I think uh, Likely is a good play here. He had an excellent game um, last week in place of Mark Andrews uh, when he was banged up. Um, I like him. Mark and I mean, uh, Lamar seems to like him, which is great. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about him missing his receiver at all. Um, I think they'll figure it out. Gus Edwards, uh, he seems to be a little banged up. It looks like it's another Kenyon Drake type of week. Um, so I do expect points in this game. I look towards the over. Uh, right now it's set at I think 47 points right now. Yes, 47 and a half. I, I, I lean the over in this particular matchup. Um, and I like I like the Ravens. Um, they made some recent additions. Um, I like them. You know, uh, I'll take him. I'll take Lamar over a lot of people any day, particularly on Monday. So this Monday. And, all uh, right. I'm going to end it there. That's what I got. All right. So it looks like we all sticking with the Be More Ravens this week at the Saints. We're going to close it out right there. You don't think 47 on the Sunday games? I'm sorry. You don't think 47 is a lot? I can't hear. Nah, you. the Saints. The Saints put up a lot of points, man. They be scoring. Um, their their defense. Uh, what's his name? Defense worries me. But um, you saw what Tampa Bay just did to Baltimore's defense last week. So that's fair. That game went over. That's fair. That's just me, though. You know, like what do I know? I don't. Maybe I don't know anything. Let's see. I mean, a couple weeks ago, you were tapping the Vegas. So. You might no know. They, they cut my connection. They cut my connection. Oh, I don't know if I want to get back in with them. It's very dangerous. Like mob, mob dangerous. type stuff. My, oh, don't say that out loud. Very, yeah, You're right. Very I, I retract dangerous that. game. Retract that. Very dangerous. Very dangerous game out here. An extreme speaking sport. Of, uh, speaking of dangerous games, Skating. TP, TP, this is your chance right now to solidify and lock in your playmaker of the week. This is your chance to change it or lock it in. What are we doing, TP? The floor is yours. So I'm not changing. However, I am going to make an addition. I'm going to add somebody 
We're going to add Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. I think we're going to have – I think we're going to have a ground playmaker and a receiving playmaker. I'm going for DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm also going with Aaron Jones. I think both of those players are going to have spectacular Sundays. And I'm looking forward to coming back next week to say I told you guys so. Maybe well not you guys specifically, but you know that I was able to make a solid pick for all the listeners out there. That we can finally dance and say that the playmakers were correct. Second time we had Nick Chubb locked in. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you know, I know we don't have a game this week, but we are who we are, and this is what it is, and we are the Cowboys fans. And this is triple babble. So we must talk about the Cowboys by week or not. Ain't that right, fellas? Because we Let's are here. We it. are six and two. Dak is back. He's ripping these wins. Zeke looking he look he impressing me this year. And and and, and TP, the other TP, you you I mean, you got <laughs> come on, you gotta get can you give him his credit? Can you give him his credit for me? Bro, so the, look, Cafe, this is what it is. I've never discredited Tony Pollard. The disconnect between you and I is that you discredit Zeke and his importance to this team. That's Very much so. Realize. I've always gave Tony Pollard his credit. And I also and I also accept the fact that Tony Pollard is not a great passing uh, pass block running back, which is very much the truth. So I don't think we can disagree there. But for what it's worth, Tony Pollard is the lightning that this Dallas Cowboys offense needs because when he gets the ball, he try he for whatever reason he can find the open and he can find the open hole, he can find the green the green on the field, and then last week you know found pay dirt three times. So I mean, I personally thought he was robbed for NFC player or offensive player of the week, but I mean Christian McCaffrey did throw for a touchdown, run for a touchdown, and catch a touchdown. I guess so. Kudos to that guy. But Tony Pollard, I, you know, I personally feel he was scrubbed. Our defense started to get a little lackadaisical. Like Trev mentioned it, that the Cowboys have this tendency to win. You know, the game seems to be out of reach. We tend to take our foot off the pedal, and then other teams like, oh, no, 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 we're still here. The game is still very much going on. You know, I, I said it last week, Dak just needs to chill with those overthrown balls across the middle of the field because they almost always end up picked off. It's weird. How I can always, you always, I always know when he had when he throws that ball like that, he steps in the pocket. I just always have this bad feeling. I'm like, yeah, that's getting picked off. And lo and behold, it's always like in the same area too when he throws that pass. So, but I mean, we don't look bad. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Forty nine points. Your your boy. I know you've been calling him up, Micah. Got into the end zone. I hope you can speak to him during the bye week. See what he's doing. Hopefully, he never shows up to Shannon and um, Skip show. Glad he's been staying away from them. He can um, show up the day after um the Super Bowl. I'm yeah. okay with that. I'm all right with that too. But yeah, not this this defense, man. They're they're firing on all cylinders. I like it. Um I don't really have I don't really I don't really have anything negative to say for the first time in a while. The Cowboys are playing really good football. You know, Dak's not doing too much. Run game looks very explosive. Hefe, I will give you your guy your props. 
that's been your guy since you've seen him. I will give you your props. Tony Pollard, the real TP, has been balling out. And I, I can't deny that fact. Now let's see if we can get both of them doing their thing at the same time. Oh, man, that will be wonderful. Trev, man, how you feeling about these boys? I feel good about them. Really good. We do – this buy comes at a very crucial, important point because we are going to be on the road for the next two weeks when we return, and they're pretty big games. Um, I th- I know that I know the week after we return is going to be America's Game of the Week, but I think the following week, or kind of in that same time slot, that 425 time slot, so I don't know if we are or not, but big matchups, of course, um, against the uh, some couple of NFC teams, the Packers and the, and the Vikings. Um, you know our history with the Packers, recent history at the very least. Um, they've hurt us, man. They've hurt us a lot. Um, but I feel more confident than ever um, preparing to watch the team go into face Green Bay. Uh, we've got Green Bay's coach <laughs> um, going back into Lambeau. Um, Lambeau used to be a scary place to play, very scary. And, you, you know, look at what they've done this year. Not not too much. Um, Aaron Rodgers is looking um, like a human. Um <laughs> This team is looking beatable. And on paper, I do think we have, you know, the much better squad. But um, Aaron Rodgers just seems to heat up uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because he won that Super Bowl and uh, AT&T in Dallas. I don't know what it is. He just has an affinity for roasting us. He will rise to the occasion um, some way, somehow. So uh, the NFC East has been pretty good against Green Bay this year. And um, I think that they continue on that pace. Um, but it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be a true testament if you know we can come into Lambeau and beat the Packers, um, and then followed up with a you know a win at the Vikings. Like we'll see what happens. I mean, anything can happen. Anything's possible. And then we have the big Thanksgiving matchup. So we got two road games. Then we have a home game. But that home game is uh, the biggest game of the year, just from the amount of viewership, the amount of people that will be watching. Um, and it's against a divisional rival who was also looking really good this year so far so um yeah two road games in a thursday night football game so you got less turnaround time that worries me so um i'm really glad that we have to buy um kind of at the right time in years past we have um gotten to this point in the season we might be you know doing pretty well and then it's kind of where we mess up a little bit you know um we're just not as consistent it's just a lot of action a lot of traveling um you know that type of thing And, and the bright lights all this different stuff so um I do think this year we're as equipped as we have ever been. Um, and we're in a position to not only succeed, but um, potentially, you know, win all three of these games. Um, um, I'm optimistic, um, but, you know, just as a Cowboys fan that's been disappointed in the past with kind of how, you know, situations go, especially at this point in the season, going into November, December, um, I'm cautiously optimistic. So um I'll say that. I'm cautiously the optimist. I'm glad we got the bye. I'm glad our guys get the chance to rest up, recuperate, and then um, hopefully come back and um, play out the rest of the season pretty well. Um, that's all I got. I mean, I don't want to get into any individual players, really. Um, I just want to talk about the overall outlook of um, of our of our squad right now and where we see ourselves after this bye week. So that's what I got. Yeah, man. I mean – Fellas, after the bye week, it's going to be very interesting. We have to go and play Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And then we got to go play the Vikings in, in Minnesota. And, and this year, man, they haven't lost the game there yet. So if they continue that in, in, in the next coming weeks, um, you know, we could be in for, 
for a world of trouble there. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. But we do have a great defense. And and TP, I, don't you worry. I'll, I'll definitely be getting on, on the phone with Micah at some point during this bye week. And I don't know if you guys heard that our, our – our team's trying to see if he can get onto the offensive side of the field and, and, and get in rotation with Zeke and Pollard. I don't know if y'all heard about that. Uh, that would be <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> Look, man. Well, we need to just we need to just keep doing what that work what works. We don't need to do any. We need to do too much experimentation unless it's like the Super Bowl. Nothing. Uh, no, I think it's all jokes, man. I, I don't I don't think they're serious. Who's not serious? I don't think Micah playing running back. I don't think they're being serious about that. No, I think it's all no. jokes in the locker room. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Until, <laughs> until until somebody decides to until we start blowing somebody out and somebody wants to get funny. No, <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I think we blow them out someone out. We uh putting Mike on the bench. No and and, and that's a fact. One thousand percent. And on top of that, don't worry. We'll see Micah at running back again. A scoop and score. But you know what, fellas? It's been great. We got a great slate for everybody this Sunday. And we'll be back for another Thursday podcast. We have an ugly matchup. I don't even know if I really want to discuss this matchup, but we got to do it for y'all. We got the Falcons and the Panthers. So until then, El Jefe's out. I'll see y'all. 96-0. Remember it. They called the game in halftime. TP's out. Yeah, looking forward to um, the games this weekend. Super exciting. And then looking forward to that next uh, Thursday matchup, the Bezos game, as I like to say. Um, you know, it's on Amazon Prime. But until then, um, this is Trev uh, signing out. And I will catch you all um, on the next episode. So talk to you then.